0: You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Now, Chef Tom Flavin has been a regular guest on The Best Possible Taste and since founding his own company, his business has been going from strength to strength. I spoke to him yesterday to find out about his collaboration with an old school friend, his latest passion project and what is on during this year's Pig Town Festival.
1: Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm.
0: Tom, great to have you back on the programme. It is a long time since we've actually chatted here, and I know you've been involved in lots of different initiatives and campaigns and projects since we last spoke just to remind the listeners that you are completely independent and self-employed now. You don't miss being tied to an employer anymore. You're enjoying being your own man.
1: I am. Hi, Sheridan. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I um, I do miss the the buzz. I do miss the people. You know, you miss having, I suppose, the crack with the people in the different kitchens and the different departments where I used to work. But yes, I'm out of my own for the, over two years now. Um, and to be honest, I've never been busier. It's out of the frying pan into the fire, but its I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's such a diverse type of business I'm in now from schools to food production, to drawing plans of kitchens, to teaching. There's, there's just so much to it. It's it's I love it. It's absolutely fantastic, yeah.
0: Well, let's talk firstly about the food production because I'm sure many of the listeners have seen the collaboration that you've done with Garrett um, the butcher there who is from Westlamic originally, you, they're kind of like ready meal, but they're very high end ready meal.
1: Well, they're yeah, it's a it's a project that we've been talking about again for well over two years. M- myself and Gareth went to school together in Newcastle West, and we both entered the food business and, um, from a young age. We met in Australia a good few years ago. We were both still in the food business. and. Um, It's an idea we had that like people who go to Garrett's are looking for quality meats and Garrett has a really good reputation for quality meats has won loads of awards worldwide. I've always been really interested in food and real quality food and supporting local and um, we both have busy lives, busy families, we're going to matches, we're going to training like a lot of parents are. And, you know, even us that who would, you know, knock up a a dinner pretty quick in in midweek, sometimes you get stuck for a tasty meal and we don't really want to be going to the freezer for that convenient cheap pizzas or whatever it might be that are but sometimes you really are stuck for it so it was just a conversation we had that it's handy to have something that's quality that's you know easily reheated so we designed different meals and we have a list of items ready to go throughout the next year or so um that are just convenient foods but it's quality it's not there's no additives, there's no preservatives, there's nothing bad in them. Like we're using the best of everything. And that's what our slogan is, the best of everything. Um, but they're not, um, you know, they're, they're not for everybody because they are a little bit more expensive than the normal ready meals. And maybe I've turned into something, like I'm, I'm taking pictures of ready meals and fridges and see what's available in the rest of the market. And it's it's horrifying, to be honest, to see some of the prices that you can pick up food at. And it's also horrifying that the big, um supermarkets and chains are taking so much of the profits from these small companies that are delivering them so we try and stick to small food outlets that appreciate it and we've got an absolutely massive response the you know the support we've had locally is just amazing
0: i love the name cook and cleaver
1: yeah that that was probably one of the first names we came up with we were over and back a good few times on different names but yeah i'm it just matched i was the cook behind this and and gareth was the butcher and you know, his, his passion for quality meats, you know, and my passion for the recipes and getting it right. And it took us quite a while to get the pack size right, to get the exact blends right of the meats we used, to get the aging right. Like we were really doing testing for nearly a year, I'd say, different different times Like we had. We ate a lot of lasagna. We ate a lot of curry, <laughs> let me tell you.
0: We should give a shout out to Rosemary and Saunas in Newcastle West. because Absolutely. That's, that's one of the places that you can get them. And I know you've been in there doing tasting.
1: Yes. And to be honest, Saunas Newcastle West is one of our busiest outlets. And the support from Newcastle West people and the people in the surrounding areas has been amazing. Um, we just need to get bigger fridges for them in there because they're just constantly running out of stock, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, Rosemary's been fantastic. She's been a great help to us too for you know, just little tips that like, I didn't I didn't know much about packaging. I didn't know much about that side of things. And Rosemary has been a great help and advice on the type of packaging to get. And it's been working so far, you know, the, the, the recipes were the easy part for us, you know, and the, and the cooking of it and getting quality meats was the easy bit. The difficult part for the whole business was packaging to be honest and the labeling my god that took forever but look it's it's getting better and better all the time we have another run of labels because the first run we had to order 20,000 so you know it'll take us a few months to go through 20,000 labels but they're nearly gone and we've seen a few little mistakes that we made in the first one and it's just going to get better and better
0: fantastic and did i see did you win an award or two already with, with we did
1: yeah well we were we were just barely up and running when they were taking the entrance for the great taste awards and we, we put it through the um yeah so the first the first one came back we just entered the lasagna that was it and we got a great taste a gold star in the great taste awards in the uk which was absolutely fantastic we were delighted with it but then the lasagna is is a really good one it's not it's not our best seller i think the curry is the best seller but People absolutely love the lasagna. And it's just, it's down to the blend. Like we've, we've, we sold it to the, even the Italians. I have a good few Italian friends who I've worked with throughout the years. And they're all kind of chefs or are the foodie background. And they're like, it's just like Mama used to make. I'm like, oh, brilliant. That's just lovely. Love it's a better
0: that. better compliment than that. Yeah,
1: I loved it. Yeah, fantastic. I'll take it.
0: And of course, the ready meals are perfect for people who maybe are time per, um, maybe aren't so good in the kitchen as well. And I know there is a particular project, it's the passion project for you, and that is working with TY students.
1: Yeah, like I was very, very lucky to kind of land on my feet at a very young age. You know, I've I've always been interested in food from from since, since being a child. I think four or five is my first memory of making black puddings and sausages at home. And, you know, I just was really passionate about food and nice local food now it wasn't a thing it was local for me back then because that's all I knew was local because you know our veg came from the garden our meat came from the farm so that was just kind of bred into me but I was very lucky to land on my feet and get pointed in the right direction and was very lucky to work in really good establishment from a very young age like I left Ireland when I was 18 and went to the Philippines to work in five-star hotels and really really good restaurants and worked in really good places in London and once you get into one good one you'll you know it just leads to the next and the next and you learn so much from so many people and it's better than any college course it's better than any university if you're interested in food just go and work with really good people and learn from the best people and then the sky is the limit then you can do anything you want you know i've been really really lucky so i think my passion is to try and to capture these you know young adults at ty stage that have any little bit of an interest in cooking at all and just point them in the right direction i can't learn it for them but i can certainly show them a few tricks that i've learned and point them in the right direction from a career path like if you really like cooking or if you really you know if you're really into food there's so many avenues to take now you know you don't have to be a chef working 24 7 in you know in a michelin star restaurant there's so many other avenues to take if you if you're passionate about it you'll you can travel the world
0: It absolutely is a brilliant um, profession to take you all over the world, as you said. But the other thing about cooking is it's a life skill. And like every 16, 17 year old should have the fundamentals to be able to go off to college or live independently or whatever it is. Like a, a lot of young people are lacking in that as a skill unfortunately
1: yeah and it's absolutely it's just so rewarding to you know from first day when i meet the students in like we do a seven and eight week program you know teaching them very basic skills it's they're very very simple recipes we've adapted all the recipes to be you know they all work well in a class of 10 to 15 people but they work well at home as well and all the recipes have been taken home like the students try them time and time again i keep getting messages and you know people contacting me on instagram and twitter and different platforms saying oh i've made this and i've made that and like everything from focaccia to brown bread to seafood chowder like we do as much as we can now we're open to suggestions too if there are some people in different classes and different nationalities that like to make you know their own specific dishes you know we do that as well for the class because we leave one week where you know it's open and if they're interested in something specific, we do that. But we, we cover everything from deboning chickens to filleting fish. And, you know, some kids, they don't see that at home. And it's not it's not the parents' fault. It's because the parents are so busy. They don't have time to to show what a whole fish looks like or how to debone a chicken. Maybe they don't know how to do it. But, like, we've had a few um, mishaps along the way where people, I suppose, kids don't like to see taking the bones out of the chicken. You might have one faint, whatever. But we have chairs. We can get them to sit down now. It's probably safer. <laughs> yeah, but we're getting used to that too. I'm getting good at first aid.
0: So the teaching side of things, like you probably have been teaching all along throughout your career whenever you had young chefs in, in the kitchen because you were always training them and educating them and inspiring them. So do you find a big change between being in the kitchen and being in, in a classroom setting?
1: Yeah, it's a little different. You have to try and, when you're like in a kitchen, the training you give people in a kitchen is more on the job training where you actually have to perform a task as well as teaching. Whereas in, in the classroom, you don't have maybe a waiting of 200 people waiting for the main course. <laughs> you, you know, you, you need to just make sure that um, it's more the knife skills because, you, you know, in, in a kitchen, you'd expect a few fundamentals to be right before they come into you. But whereas in the classroom, You mightn't have that. That's why my first aid box is quite large, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's very good. Like to see the difference between the students on week one to week eight is just phenomenal. And then we run um, the Shannon region junior chef of the year competition between all the schools we have in the ETBs in the area. And then from that, like this year I'm president of the, of the Limerick Rotary, the Limerick Central Rotary Club. So we're running a junior chef competition for Ireland as well through the Rotary, so with help with the Rotary Clubs around Ireland. We'll just bring in young chefs from all over Ireland and run a competition. It's amazing. Like the standard is just phenomenal.
0: And you were saying there about whenever you were growing up, you grew a lot of your own veg, which I know you do now at home. Um, Do you find many of the students come from an environment like that where they're growing their own
1: yeah, you'd be surprised a lot of them do and they might it might't be in their own house at home, but it might be their grandmother's house it might be you know somebody their neighbor or their aunt. but a lot of them will come with questions saying, oh my God, I've got loads of these type of plums. what am I going to do with them or I've got lots of green tomatoes or I've got lots of something like It is like it's still alive. It's just to try and keep it alive
0: yeah and tell me what are you growing at the moment are you still growing grapes and are we going to i do
1: yes this year like the the winter or the, the summer we've had it was quite rough Like, but it got a great start this grapes came on really well in the beginning it got a bit of a lull and i was going to cut them two weeks ago cut them down but like i just left them for the past week the weather has been phenomenal and they are so sweet this year they're amazing absolutely amazing and i've bought i did a winemaking course last year in wexford and I've bought another uh, 25 vines that will grow outside. They're a Rondo grape. So if this um, climate kind of continues, we might have our first vineyard in Arda in a couple of years, Chateau Arda. But yeah, we still have a lot of work to do making, like it's it's not easy to make wine, but it's just interesting. I like to do something different like that. The rest of the garden, to be honest with you, I had a lot more time when I was working for a hotel than I do when I'm working for myself. So it's not as plentiful, but I do have a lot of garlic. Like we grow all around garlic and onions and veg. We have broccoli. I had red cabbage that I cut yesterday and we use it for the um, a family fondue up an hour that we made our own coleslaw with, you know, so it's just it, it's just to keep the interest there.
0: And what about your children? Because the last time I spoke to you, um, like they were only small whereas they must be nearly <laughs> they leave school now are they, are yeah they-
1: well they were they were a godsend yesterday we uh, we had i'm not sure if you were aware we had the family fund day in Arda for the saint kieran's um fundraiser and luckily i had the two of them with me jack and may they were they were brilliant they we cooked over 200 burgers and we had pull pork from cook and cleaver to feed the the parish it was just brilliant but we were really really busy and they just get stuck in you know they it's it's like me i suppose when i was making black pudding for the age of 5 and 6 it's just when you grow up with it it's just part of it's it's natural
0: and do you think either of them are going to follow in your footsteps and go into the food industry
1: i'm not sure they they see how hard the work is but they're able to do it you know they're able to cook since they were very young age so I wouldn't be surprised um, if they'd go into the teaching side of it, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. But at least they're able to cook.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you mentioned the Family Fun Day there and another festival that is imminent is Pig Town. Yes. Um, you were probably really the founder of Pig Town a number of years ago in your yeah. capacity as the Fulgah Ireland food champion
1: yes and we're on our seventh year of pig town it's just been an amazing journey to be honest and Pigtown is it's not really about pigs we're just kind of using the pig history of limerick and the fate you know that limerick was so famous for its pork and bacon we're just using that as a hook to just to promote local food drinks and hospitality in the west in the limerick region really in the west of ireland you know so it's brilliant to highlight the producers because i know the hard work that goes into growing vegetables to raising cattle and pigs and making different products it's just it showcases it and it's just an avenue for us to do it and it's just fantastic it's really really good and and now a lot of the restaurants and bars and um hotels are just getting on board They're, they contact us throughout the year and say can we be involved because they see that you know it's a really good thing for the area it's fantastic
0: absolutely and so tell us about some of the things that are on the program
1: Thursday, September twenty-first, we have um, a dinner in the French Table. We also have a dinner in um, Number One Perry Square. We have Culture Night on Friday night, this twenty-second. We have the Pig Town Parade. Um, there will be some tastings and like a barbecue outside of the Bedford Hotel, where it starts that evening. We will have the parade going up as far as the Milk Market. There's um, Eat the Treaty, Eat the Treaty Street, and on Nicholas Street um with treaty city brewery on saturday we have lots of demos going on in the milk market wade murphy's doing a cooking demonstration um as is Etna gavigan from lit we're i'm with um, myself and gareth from Garrett's butchers are the we're the brains behind cook and cleaver we're doing a butchery demonstration in gareth's butchers and there'll be tastings of the cook and cleaver products there that day as well that's in the afternoon around one o'clock um sunday then we have pigtown brunch in number one prairie square there's food tours there um olivia sullivan is doing a food tour we're doing the art of pigtown fair on the sunday and then we also have meet the maker um keith pickett and treaty city brewery caroline rigney is doing a tour of the farm as well in cura chase which is i think that's on saturday afternoon as well and we have dinner in the mustard seed on sunday night as well which is you know there's a lot going on in the space of four days but it's just to try and highlight and promote the, the, the wonderful projects we have in limerick it's fantastic
0: Absolutely. And all the details of that are on pigtown.ie.
1: That's right, pigtown.ie. Yeah, they're all listed there.
0: And if anybody wants to get in touch with you, Tom, about a potential collaboration or if they maybe need some consultancy work done, you you talked about kitchen design there, for example, and obviously the food production is another area that you're you're very interested in. Where's the best place for them to, to go to get more information about all the different work you can do and get in touch with you?
1: Well, I sp- just check into my website flavin.ie. You've got a list of what I do there. It doesn't list everything I do, but it, lists, it gives you a kind of an idea. Um, but I'm very, I, to be honest with you, I must say, shout out to all the local restaurants, hotels and around the area. Like I've worked with so many in the Limerick and Tipperary, Clare, Kerry areas. They're fantastic. They're keeping me busy. Um, just between, from one day to half a day classes to, you know, to working with them, with a week like, a lot of the, the groups of hotels and restaurants I work with them just basic training a lot of just watching the costs doing recipes um opening of restaurants drawing of kitchen plans you know there's lots of projects going on around the place and it's just it's it's been really really good and I've had some really good great support since I started this journey and it's thanks to everybody who's supported me so far
0: well look it's richly deserved and I'm delighted to hear that it's going so well from you and be sure to keep in touch with us and let us know what you're up to later in
1: the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, there's there's constantly, yeah, there's constantly new projects. I'm just back from um, Milwaukee. We're working on a project trying to promote Limerick produce, Limerick tourism in the U.S. And like, there's a huge opportunity for us to sell a lot, you know, a lot more of what we have because, like. Clare and Galway and Mayo may have the scenery of the, you know, the coast and they have, you know, the burn, and, which is all fabulous, but Limerick have the culture, Limerick have the people, Limerick have the really, really good projects. I'm not saying that the other counties don't, but it's just that I think Limerick people are just different. You know, we're just so passionate about what we're good at and trying to get people to Limerick to see what we have is just amazing. And anybody that comes, it's, it's a bit like the Cook and Cleaver thing. Like, I was never into ready meals, you know, before, now I'm kind of looking at it a bit with different goggles on, um, but it's just to get people to taste it. And that's why we do pop-up tastings in different shops around and get people to taste. And when they do, they're, you know, it's just, it, the quality is there. It's restaurant quality meals, really. And everything is designed to reheat in 20 minutes. So it's it's restaurant quality meals in 20 minutes.
0: Well, look, congratulations on it all to date and continued success.
1: Thank you. You're listening
0: to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.